Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a brand new, extra special episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot go another week without discussing the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. As you probably know, I had to have Kate, I have to have consistency with the question mark. Oh, voice, voice, it's all going on my reel as you probably know our podcast tender loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms has a new episode each tuesday and in that podcast we break down two shows from the tlc network past or present and deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos we've decided to watch even more tlc and get in on the new season of happily ever after and release it as some more content for you our beautiful trash tv loving listeners every monday kate we just can't get enough we're insatiable there is no end to our love slash hatred of tlc i could watch these people every day until i die kate these episodes were about Five hours long, and I wanted more. I wanted more. I was like, "Oh, it's over already." I know. <laughs> this is like you go, you go past, and you go through it, and then there's a part of you that goes, "God, there's actually more to go." But then you're like, "No, I need more though." <laughs> like it's just there was one point when they do the they cut to like coming up or whatever, and I really thought that was oh coming up next week. No, 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 no. <laughs> you still have an hour left of the show. <laughs> Coming up in the next hour. You know that hour you watched before? No, no, no. Here's another hour of more shit. We're blessed. Give it to me. So blessed. So this is what we decided to do is just to explain, um, Kate and I 
Obviously, this is coming out to you on a Monday. We have watched the first episode of Happily Ever After, which aired last week. And then we watched the one that was just released. Freshy, fresh, 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 just released now. Kate and I just watched it. We're going to chat to you about it. Um, This goes, you'll be listening to this on Monday. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have our regular um uh I said it I said it kind of Australian then we'll have our regular mm-hmm. yeah kind of went up a little bit <laughs> bit there sorry <laughs> um we will have our regular t- tender loving care question mark coming out on Tuesday and 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 but wait there's more we have Patreon yes I know we've knocked you over the head about our Patreon but we're gonna do it every week <laughs> so um <laughs> Kate and I decided that we had to, had to, had to also watch <laughs> 90 Day Fiance UK. That comes out on a Sunday as well, which is right now when we're recording. We get that up on Monday for you as well. So on a Monday, if you join our Patreon, which is only $5 a month, you will get exclusive content to listen to us review our 90 Day Fiance UK, in which we do a lot of voice work. There are geography lessons, there are translations, and of course, massive critiques. So you get that on a Monday, you get that's on Patreon, then you get this on a Monday, and then on a Tuesday, you get the regular show. I mean, Kate, what what more can our listeners ask for? For If you spend $5 a month, you can get what 15 hours of Mm. content a month from Mm. us. Like, it's incredible. Come on, guys. It come off five bucks and look we use content loosely because it is just me <laughs> very loosely it is just kate and i talk and share but on other people but you know what to us it's it's look it did well for andy cohen it did well for andy cohen um, <laughs> hey where can they find our patreon before we move any 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 more into our show uh so okay you can go to patreon.com slash tender loving care pod and subscribe there. If you just want to go to our social media and find it there, you can go to Instagram and find our page ten, at, at tender loving care pod. Follow us on Instagram, then click on the link in our bio. It's a link tree and click on Patreon. It'll take you there. And the rest is history. Perfect. 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 All right. Before we get into it, Kate, why don't you, as we do on our regular show, read a little bit of the synopsis, well, it's only two lines, the synopsis of the glorious 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. Absolutely. I'd also like to address that my voice is very raspy because I was out drinking all day yesterday. Okay. Good, good. Um, So this is how TLC describes this spinoff of 90 Day Happily Ever After. Life after the 90 days continues as the couples look back on their 90-day journey and realize their lives as newlyweds have not gotten easier. What a shocker. (laughs) TLC recording people's pain. What a shocker. Um, Voice is very sexy, Kate. i got to say that. It's a little raspy, very sexy right now. It's working for you. Thank you. you. I I do like when I I have my voice like this. (laughs) I do like when I drink to and smoke to excess that my throat (laughs) ends up something like this. I like it. I like it. It's good. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So, guys... We're kind of figuring out how to do this. We've got a lot to talk about. I have three drinks because I had I, I need to keep my palate cleansed for what we're going to dive into. I have my ice water because it's like 800 degrees here. I have my cherry Coke, zero. And I have a little health aid kombucha to combat the shit that the Coca-Cola has in it. So I thought that is balance, Kate. It's Perfect. all about balance. Love it. So 
what we're going to do is we are going to review the two um the two new episodes we're just going to go couple by couple right Kate because that's kind of the easiest so we had two episodes the first episode was entitled suddenly everything changed (laughs) and then the second episode was entitled truth bitter truth (laughs) so dramatic (laughs) so dramatic and it lived up to it. A lot of shit mm. went down in these first two mm. episodes. Why don't you take us into our first couple, Kate? Okay, so this is a couple we've seen a lot of on these shows. Mm-hmm. Big age gap. We love that. Mm. It's Jenny and Samit. So Jenny is 63 years old. Um, she's from what? Palm Springs or something? Palm Springs. You can tell by the skit. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> That son, that son. This son. Oh, and Samit, he's only 33 um, and he's from India and that's where they're living. Um, So they go back in time and they're telling us their history as a couple. And it's it's a long journey Mm. they've been on. They had their own spinoff, actually, Mm. to dive deeper into their whole mess of a life. Um, So they go back in time. So he... Fished her. He catfished her. This is how they met. They met online. He used a British actor's photo and then eventually revealed himself, but she still wanted to be with him. Yeah. They dated yeah. long term. She went to go see him in India and found out that he's actually married. Yeah, in an arranged sure. Mar- <laughs> sure, sure. Classic stuff here. He's in an arranged marriage there. So she she left and went back to America. And then he finally got divorced. And so she went back to India and then they've been fighting with his parents ever since to try to get them to accept her as his partner. And they hate Jenny. They hate Jenny, his parents. They they really really do. They don't like her at all because she's older and they wanted him to be with this um, younger Indian woman that they had arranged for him. And Mm -hmm. he is going completely against the grain. Yeah. By being with her. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much as Kate did very good at surmising kind of what what happened to their relationship. Guys, if you want to do a deep dive and get all the reactions of when she finds when she shows you that photo and when finds out he's married and when he gets kidnapped, by the way, he also gets kidnapped by his parents. That was all. We're not going to go into all of it. Because it is so long and convoluted. But guys, go Jenny and Jenny and Samir are really up there with the DAS. They're legends of 90 Day. They are. Um, Kate, I'd forgotten the photo he'd sent when they did this flashback and they showed the photo of this gorgeous actor from England. She's like, Yeah, I think he said his name was like John Smith from England. It was <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. And Samit is cute. I think he's a handsome guy. So I'm like, why did he have to do that? So I know. Oh, so funny. Um, so we kind of meet them again. They're living in New Delhi. And as they say, you know, they're happy, happy, happy. As Sonia Morgan would say, happy as a lark, happy as a lark. Um, but the first, of course, the first scene has to be them like roller skating and being like young and hip and roller skating. And like it was an 80s montage or something. And Jenny just wipes out because she's 63 and falls down. And I really just thought hip. I just was so worried about her hip because, you know, once the hip goes, Kate, 
downhill. It's like when, do you remember um, going to Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills when Ken was pushed on the Baja shelf in the water? I mean, it's scary stuff. It was scary stuff. We cannot be messing around with the hip, guys. Um, So you see them skating and then they go to dinner and it's just all about how wonderful their life is. Mm -hmm. And since they've been married, they've only been married like three months or something. Um, Then he adds, by the way, my parents don't know. And I'm thinking, well, it was televised, but it was was televised in America. So whatever. But he's he's saying... My parents don't know. This is the biggest hurdle we're going to have to do is we have to tell my parents. And Jenny's like, I can't do this. I don't want to tell them. They're awful. And then they had flashbacks to, I never saw any of this. It might have been that spinoff that I actually didn't watch. But um, the parents say, you know, we don't, It's we're not giving you our blessing or our approval, but we still love you and we like Jenny and okay, you're going to do what you're going to do essentially. Mm-hmm. So Jenny's like, I can't do this. I don't want to speak to your parents. I don't want to go through this. What if they kidnap you again? You know, I, I, we, we they even moved to a new place in a different part of the city. They were like, can't do this. And then Samit's like, well, I've invited them over tomorrow night. So buckle up. And then this was kind of all of what the first episode was with Jenny and Samit. It was going over just her anticipation and her nerves and like cleaning for them and stuff like that. And then the second episode, Kate. Wow. The second episode, we see them getting ready for the mother who scrutinizes every corner of the house. So they were um, going through and um, making sure everything was wiped and vacuumed and spotless and submits like make sure check the corners she's going to check the corners and do all this and do all that so they were all getting nervous and then the mother the father his brother and his sister-in-law turn up and um they speak hindi um or hindu hang on there uh no they speak hindi and they uh come in and you know jenny doesn't speak the language but they mm-hmm. sit down. The father speaks very good English, but I just don't think, he, and I think the mother speaks English as well a little bit, but she doesn't, she doesn't, neither of them choose to speak in English. So they sit there. Oh, okay. If anyone has ever had a partner and their parents have been monsters, you relate to this scene so much because I know I did of just critiquing you I mean, the people I'm thinking of critiqued me to my face. So, I mean, (laughs) at least it wasn't a different language. At least I knew they were being horrible straight away. (laughs) But anyway, um, but they, yeah, this was brutal. The mother sits down and asks, how are you? And Jenny responds in Hindi. But the mother just kind of laughs and is like, oh, you know, it's like pushing a button and she's like a robot or something. And then, of course, she says to the sister-in-law oh god look and starts laughing about how fat jenny's arms are i mean it's bad people they are i just wrote brutal she is a rotten woman oh it's rough she hates her now i will go back a little bit we have not mentioned and i'm not going to go into it too deeply because as i said you've got to go back and watch a history of all of them when they had first met Jenny and Samit, Jenny came over and Samit told the family, this is my friend. Okay. Yes. And Jenny became very close, apparently, to Samit's mother. And they were friends. She said it was more that me and the mother became very close friends. And she didn't, we told, excuse me, we told her constantly, nothing's going on between us. 
And so I think there's that level of betrayal that the mother felt afterwards, because it was only afterwards that she found out they were sleeping together and all of this. There are a lot of layers to this whole situation. And I hadn't thought about it that way. That's true. She, She has not gotten over the betrayal of someone who she thought was her contemporary and her friend because they yes. are the same age or maybe Jenny's even older yeah. and finding out that this woman is sleeping with my son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that plays into it, but the majority of it is just that, you know, the cultural differences and that the mother says, you know, she can't give you children and you should be, you shouldn't be marrying her. So they sit there, the mother's saying terrible things about Jenny and Jenny doesn't understand a word of what's being said. And then Samit says how, you know, starts a conversation with mother about how would you feel if we got married? And she's like, no, you couldn't, even when our bodies are cold and dead, you still can't get married, you know? So it's very evident how she feels, very evident. Mm -hmm. And um, they're going over it. She's saying, never, it's not going to happen. Why do you have to get married? Which kind of makes sense as well. Why do you have to get married? But anyway, they're like, because we love each other and we want to, and that's what what we're going to do. And actually we've already done it. Okay. She freaked out she starts sobbing she's yelling all this mean stuff and just losing it she's mm-hmm. really really upset she's really upset she says you will you are disowned yep. you'll never i will never look at your face again when she said when my parents die you won't come to their funerals you won't come to my funeral we will have nothing to do with you you shouldn't you know and, uh, you know, the empathy you have for Jenny, she sat there, she doesn't understand the language, she doesn't know what's going on. This woman has hatred for her, utter hatred for her. And they're all just, and, and Samit is trying to defend himself and defend his relationship. The mother's crying, the father starts crying, the sister-in-law is like, why did you get married and you didn't tell us? Why did you do this? You shouldn't have done this. And the mother just keeps repeating the same essentially just saying you're disowned I don't want anything to do with you and they get up and they're leaving and Jenny's kind of bewildered just like in shock and Sumit goes after them and says please please I'm your son I'm your son and they kind of leave and it was it was horrible to watch it all you feel for everyone involved you really do um and then it doesn't stop there though Kate because Sumit comes back in and then it starts to unravel both of them start to unravel with the fallout of what just happened. Yes. So Jenny has kept, she's trying to be as respectful as she can whenever his family's around. And also she doesn't know the language, so she can't exactly jump in. Yeah. But she, she would just sat there completely silent this whole entire time. And then Samit comes back in and he's like, so like, we should probably talk about this. And she's like, well, what is there to talk about? What do you want me to say? You know, it's bad. It's, it's just, it's just bad. The whole thing's bad. She screams at him kind of. And then she walks into the, into the bedroom and then he starts yelling. They get into this screaming match. He's, he's saying, well, I need your support. I just got disowned. And she's like, well, you never stick up for me. And like, you don't care about my feelings. You just, I knew this would happen. I knew they'd come over here, insult me, insult our relationship and that you would run after them. And I'd be sitting here by myself. And that's what yep. happened. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just, they're just fighting over who's more hurt by everything. And yeah. 
I mean, it, it was really bad. She screams into the other room. He comes in and it was really uncomfortable to watch. That fucking cameraman as well. Did you see him? He was in their faces and getting, he was like, excuse me, while they're like screaming at each other so we could get a better angle of how distraught they both were. Great camera. I mean, great work from him. Great oh, yeah. work from him. Um, but Samit puts his hands on her to be like, on her shoulders, being like, calm down. And she lunged at him and I thought she was going to hit him. And I thought, oh, if there wasn't a camera there, dude, if there wasn't a camera there, Jenny, you better watch your shit, love. I think Samit handled everything so beautifully. She was screaming and you could tell and you completely understood what was going on, which he identified immediately. He's like, your frustrations are at my parents and you're, you're, you're screaming it at me. And he, she was screaming and she was shaking and he was shaking. And it's so easy at that point for someone to just like you push or you shove and then it can get much, much worse. But mm-hmm. Jenny was the one that was instigating all of that. It was scary. But he went down onto his knees and like held her face and looked at her. And I thought he dealt with that really, really well, calming her down. He's like, I love you. I'm here. Let's talk about it. I mean, it was a lot. It was. Yeah, I was I was glad he was able to to calm her down without. I mean, he did some shouting as well, but you're right. She was much more physically imposing on him. And I think, yeah, if the cameras weren't there, it's a very good chance he'd get smacked. And um, I just think it's a it's a cultural clash because the the culture there, it's like your parents like you're supposed to just do what your parents tell you to do. And, Mm -hmm. and he, he's having a hard time with trying to make Jenny happy and his parents happy. And he tells us in his interview, like without my mom, I'm nothing. And Mm -hmm. like, I have no place in this society without her Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I don't think Jenny always understands that. And no, and he's been so brave. I mean, he married a white American woman. And and in his society that he was in, and he walked away from an arranged marriage. Yeah. I mean, that was extremely hard for him to do. And he did it all because he these two genuinely love each other. There's 30 years difference, but they genuinely really, really love each other. Mm-hmm. And um, Smith is just constantly caught in the middle and it's a battle. And season um, episode two, just see they ended with them having the fight. They calmed down. But I think he handled it really well. But it was dark like it got really dark really fast really fast (laughs) yeah Yeah, it did so I don't know really what their storyline is going to be Kate because they can't is it just going to be their storyline is going to be him trying to reconcile with his parents is that going to be the entire she did say we should go back to America yeah it might be her trying to convince him to Mm. move to Palm Springs or something yeah it could be um so that was kind of those two I'm glad they're back Kate I'm glad we're following them I like them. Yeah, yeah, I have no issues with them. Yeah, and, and this drama there because we got we don't want we just we don't want nice just nice people. That's boring. We want right. drama there. So there's drama there. Yep. Um. All right. Who was the second couple you have up, Kate? Okay. So on episode one, after that, I have um, Shida and Bilal. <sighs> my first, my first note, block capitals was why. Why have we got these two, Kate? We just went through an entire season with them. Why have we got them? They, yeah. I had the same thought. I'm like, oh, they yeah. just were on the tell-all for 90 Day Fiance proper. Um, 
I think that they just TLC just capitalized on it with casting because they knew that there was a lot of drama there with the ex-wife and they were like, we'll, mm. be, we'll be able to pump a lot of drama out of this. That's true. That was the the first episode. All we saw, it was kind of very short with them in the first episode. Yeah. It was just like, they're back. They just, literally, they'd be married like seven weeks. And that Bilal, him and Richard should get together from 90 Day Fiancé UK. Let's just say that. They should get together. And Bilal, if you, are, if you know so much about marriage and know so much about women and know so much about how to have a great relationship, why have you been married four times? Because that's that's a point as well with Bilal. He's been married like he's been married like three or four times. Oh. It came out on like reality starcasm or one of those <laughs> into one of those. Yeah, they found out yet another wife. I was another not, one or two. I yeah. did not hear that. That's interesting. So they went over how they met, and it was pretty much that. And I was just like, really, we have to see these two again. I don't. I don't have any interest. I think he's a very unlikable person. I don't like him at all. The way he speaks about women, his superiority, mm-hmm. his he has. Oh, I really, really, really don't like him. And so we saw them for a little bit. Yep. Then they kind of brought it in episode two because in the in 90 Day Fiance, um, Sheeda and the ex-wife of Bilal, they had had a little bit of a tiff because the ex-wife had come over and done the usual, you know, which I'm sure is prodded and poked by TLC. Are you sure you're not here for anything from him? I've got to make sure my children are protected because Bilal has two children with uh, the ex-wife. Are you sure, you know, you're not taking anything and I need to make sure? And Sheeda was like, no, I can guarantee, no. There was a prenup issue, all of that. They got married, but Shaida was still like, I'm upset. I never stood up for myself. And you know that, you know that feeling when you've had a fight with someone and you just go, why didn't I stand up for myself? I let them, I thought I was being the bigger person, but you know what? No, I should have stood up for myself. I should have argued my point. You know that feeling, it's yep. so annoying. Yep, oh, I should have said this. I know. And yeah, yeah, that's what she's experiencing for yeah. sure. So she goes to Bilal. Bilal's like, I need you to, it's always him. I need, I want, oh, this guy drives me nuts. And I, he's already, he's already on very thin ice. And this episode pushed me over. So he's like, okay, you two need to meet and get over this or whatever. They go for coffee and he's a man that goes into moods. And that is something I will never tolerate. A moody man that does a silent treatment. I was just going it is Silent. so fucked up. It's fucked up for anyone to do it. And when you have a man like him that claims he's so great at communicating and so great at talking to his partner, and he just does that, and he does it as a power trip over Shadow all the time. He uses that. He weaponizes it. He weaponizes it all the time against her. And so he sits there. He's already in a mood, already in a mood. And you can see she walks on, like, tiptoes around him. The ex-wife comes and um she sits down and you know they start discussing what happened is like and she just like you should give me an apology and this woman who's supposed to be a woman of faith right she's islamic and they talk a lot about peace and love and she came up she stood out the, up in a chair and started the oh you don't want me to get blah 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 in your ass and you don't want me Sorry, excuse me? You're an adult with two children. I'm having a conversation with you and you claim you are a woman that believes in 
and good relationships with other people and peace and love and kindness. And you suddenly stepped to me like you're going to punch me. And the, the, oh, the term she used, which gets me, she goes to this limp, weak husband, Blau, her ex-husband. She goes, you better get her away from me. And I just thought, first of all, so gross. Second of all, speaking like she's not even in the room. And three, why? Why? So, so because, so with that, you're insinuating you're going to what? harm me you're going to punch me in the face is that really what we're talking about here so Kate I lost my shit on her her and him it's it's such a double standard too because she's just saying over and over to Shida she's like well you don't know me so you can't Mm -hmm. say stuff about me you don't know me and she's like well you don't know me either and you're the one who came into my home and told me that I'm here using him for his money and you didn't Mm -hmm. even get bothered to get to know me and she just storms out and then oh and the whole time that the women are arguing he's like saying prayers or something and then i just wish that he would have reasoned with her and so, i don't know and what what he was doing he he was reciting some of the quran okay but he was doing it to calm to not even to to make his current wife stop speaking that's what he was doing not directing it at the woman his ex-wife who had her hands about to reach out and grab the ex the present wife that's what drove me nuts about him all well and good reciting parts of the quran to calm someone to remind them of who they are shayda was completely calm you know, right. she was not getting standing up, but he's focusing everything on her because he knows he cannot piss off the ex-wife because he has children involved. That's what he knows. So what he does is, is then be a complete asshole and just doesn't speak to Sheeda. As though and she's walks- done everything and walks out. Such a piece of shit. I hate that dude. I hate that dude. He just he leaves is- her and he's- gets in the car. He's so sanctimonious. This is how we behave. This is what we do. You have no clue at all about how to treat another human being. You don't. You have no clue. And he walked out on his wife. She was visibly very upset because she had had a woman screaming at her and threatening violence towards her. And But no, he's too concerned because he goes, oh, it was in a public place and I was embarrassed. Fuck off. Is no, one was even, no one was even there. Yeah. And you had a film. <laughs> you're, you're fine with a TLC film crew following your life, <laughs> but you're worried about a coffee shop in Chicago. Like I, that guy needs to go. I want Shader to start sticking up for herself to him because he is a, I, and then we saw previews for next week, Kate. I'm very disappointed in you, Kate. That's his whole thing. If you didn't see the last season of 90 Day Fiance, he speaks to her as if he's her father and he's, he's always lecturing her. And it's insulting, in my opinion, to her intelligence. And just that's not who she is. Like, she's your wife. She's an equal. Don't talk to her like that. And yeah, he he storms out. He gets in the car. He's dead silent. She has to awkwardly, like, walk 20 feet behind him. And then she gets in the car. And she has to just feel uncomfortable with her own husband sure sure because he is that power but he's so great and by the way he is part of her um prenup was that she wanted children before 40 we can guarantee you right now he's 
he's either got a vasectomy and hasn't told her. I feel like that's going to come out. Mm, or yeah. um, he's never going to get her pregnant because he, he doesn't want any more children. I think yeah. he's being very obvious. He doesn't want any more children. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to happen, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he irritated the shit out of me. But that was them for episode one and episode two. So we're following them. Yep. Now bring some levity. Kate, who have we got for the third couple? Kim and Usman? So, AKA Soldier Boy? Baby girl, Lisa. Do, 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 do. Yes, Soldier <laughs> Boy is back with Kimbali. I love the way he says Kimberly. Kimbali. Kimbali. I love it. I love Soldier Boy. I love Soldier Boy so He's so funny to me. I love him so much. Baby girl, Lisa. Well, he's moved on from baby girl, Lisa, and her. her remember, she has that toe missing. <laughs> remember, she had that toe missing. Do you ever follow that on Instagram about her ghost toe? No. <laughs> what? Soldier Boy's first season for everyone. He was 90 Day Fiance. Me married a much older, <laughs> much, much older woman. Very, um... Grizzled. Uh, yeah, she, she'd seen life. You know, she'd seen life. Um, pack a day. Easy pack a day. Yep. And, um... She no, but there was this. Sadly, Kate, it didn't work out. The marriage didn't work out. I'm sad to report. But uh, <laughs> Soldier Boy soldiered on, and he's met Kimberly. But Baby Girl Lisa apparently she had some accident or something where she was missing like three toes, and so the internet like got a photo. Of, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not okay. gonna get to that. Okay. Um, he's with Kimberly. So we saw them on uh, before the 90 days, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. The whole reason that they're together is because Mm. she was a legitimate fan of him from the show. And she even likes his music. She has his uh, merch. She wears his. (laughs) She's a fan. Mm. She's a fan of Soja Boy. She DM'd him. And then he said, oh, another uh, American lady who's willing to send me (laughs) video games. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. Dollar signs. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. (laughs) Cha-ching. He's so lovable to me. <laughs> I love that you're just like, he just uses women for money. He's so lovable. He's because he's just like, he's so funny. Because he's obvious. He's obvious. It's obvious. He's pretty much straight out saying, I might, I might sleep with you, but the majority, I just want money from you and get me things. And they're like, oh, okay, Sartre boy. Yeah, he's in his confessionals telling us, like, well, you know, it's, I'm not with her for the beauty or the sexiness. <laughs> He would have said that. So bad. But she's loyal, loyal. and dedicated. There you and go. Yeah, because she's a fan. Yeah. She's your fan. Yeah. And that's why he's not with Zara. So, okay, let me backtrack here. Backtrack. So when when she DM'd him, they started talking. And mm. eventually, what we saw in before the 90 days is that um she met up with him while he was shooting a music video for his mm. new song, new mm. song entitled Zara. Oh, he said, oh, who's oh. Zara? He goes, oh, it's just a woman name that I picked for the song. Well, turns out it's a woman that he was in love with named Zara in between baby girl Lisa and Kimbali. So and, and she was a young woman in America. And that's why he doesn't last because the young woman knows straight away that he's full of shit and is like, nope, sorry. Exactly. She's not completely delusional. And yeah. 
she's not a fan. Like that's that's why he likes being with Kimberly because she treats him she treats him like he's Michael Jackson, which is his oh, main it was, uh, yeah, yeah, of course that was her main love. I forgot. So she's obsessed with Michael Jackson. She was obsessed with Michael Jackson. We found that out when we first met her. I completely forgotten that, Kate. She has a tattoo of Michael Jackson. She has, um, what was it, like a pair of his shoes that she got on eBay something. or something. I forgot about that. And he describes himself, he said his main goal in life is to be the most famous, famous human on planet Earth. Like, And he, he wants to be like Michael Jackson level. Well, you know, I've got to put a little bit of something in here. When I, when Kate and I evidently now, as you realize, have a lot of TV to watch every week, just for you, listeners, and um, let alone all the housewife stuff we've got to get through, the Bravo stuff. So anyway, we have to watch this when we can. I was watching while I was driving, um, and that came up when I was driving, and I had it on, like, my my phone is, like, mounted, and I heard it when he's, like, doing his confession. like, I want to be the most famous human being on Earth. And as you said, I want to be just like Michael Jackson. And I just out loud was like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, let's pick someone else. Um, yeah, so we see... So, so their whole story, Kate, is that they met and when she went over there the first time. Kim is, by the way, Kim is 51, Soldier Boy's 33. Soldier Boy's from Nigeria. Kim is from San Diego. And she, she is like a woman. She's like regressed into her, like not even 20s, like a teenage girl. She's like, oh, I can't believe this is my boyfriend. Like some of the, the language that she uses is like a child. It's mm. very unnerving. And she talks about, we find out in episode one and episode two that she was in a, an abusive relationship. I don't know what type, but I imagine it was definitely verbally abusive. Relationship with her ex-husband, who is the father of her son, Jamal, who I fancy a lot, but... <laughs> We will get into that. Um, But anyway, um, she said, you know, he, it was an abusive relationship. And I think she was probably obviously very scarred from that. And I think she doesn't know what a healthy relationship is. And she's so enamored by celebrities. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Soldier Boy is going to be one of the most famous people on earth, um, that when she actually was able to get on the show, meet him, she's like a fan with a movie star that she's dating mm-hmm. but she, so she can't see anything else and she, the way she speaks she was, I really wish I'd written some stuff down but if you listen guys you know what I mean Kate you understand she, she'll say things like um oh yeah he's so cute My, I'm trying to think of like how you know it's like someone they'll do some, you know when you're a teenager and the guy the boy boy you're dating is rubbish and everybody says he's rubbish but you're like yeah but you know I do see like the good side in him it's like stuff like that that she says it's childlike uh yeah yeah she has goo goo eyes for him she, she's meeting with her friends mm-hmm. and um this is in episode one before she has uh gone to visit him she says i whitened my teeth because usman told me that my teeth are yellow sure and by the way they it she said look at the difference where <laughs> where, where? 
Um, so she tells the girls, yeah, he invited me to go over there again. Um, after basically after filming, um, before the 90 days, she ended up visiting him and meeting his family. And, um, now she's going to go back. She's going to propose to him and do the K one and bring him there to, to the States. And so, uh, they're like, yeah, but what, Oh, this is a great part too. What about him wanting kids um, yeah. and a second wife so that he can reproduce? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just he'll have another wife and he'll have kids. And that's fine. That's fine. Because I'm number one. I'm the you know, I'm the main that's, wife. That's the childlike stuff. She goes, he'll love me the best. Like, I think there was even a quote. He'll love me the best. It's like it's like a child. She's she's I don't think she has any idea what an adult relationship is. I really don't think she does. Mm-mm. and so these friends are like very calmly just asking her questions and it's like once again a child gets tantrum no i'm not you know you just need to support me and this term you just need to support me like ramona uh, you don't support other women i support women um it's like what you know really break down what that means so what are you asking kim that they blindly just agree with everything you want everything you say and everything you want that's what you want them to do well they're not going to because you're evidently making a ridiculous decision so yeah they're going to tell you that so she storms out she's like, oh i can't believe it like how could they do this and oh da, 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 da. and then she finally comes back in and calms down a little bit but she's just like oh i can't wait gonna see my boyfriend it's it's really really unnerving yeah so yeah, that was episode one. Let's see what happened in episode two. Mm. With them. Um, well, they go. You see that she, you know, she's in San Diego, and she goes to pick up her son Jamal from the airport because he lives in New York. And I thought it was really lovely. She brought him flowers. She see, I thought that was lovely. She brought him flowers, and then he's planting flowers in front of her house. I know. I thought there was something. Oh, I mean, I think he's very protective over his mum, and um, he's. I'm deeply attracted to him, so there's that. Um, but he seems like a really, really nice man, and I think it's always just been kind of him and his mum and his grandmother. Who, because Kimberly lives with her mother, who's quite ill, so she's like a full time caretaker for her as well. And I don't know. He just seems like a lovely man. Like he just wants to protect her, and I know I really love him. Um, so. He's there at the house staying, and so she goes to him and her mum. Got something to tell you guys. I'm going to go to Nigeria and I'm going to propose. And now she, I was a bit confused by this because she. So we saw them on ninety days. She goes to I think it was Turkey. No, it wasn't Turkey. I can't remember Tanzania. They met in Tanzania. Then the show stopped filming and she went back. I think that time she went to actual Nigeria to meet him, came back. And this time she's actually going to meet the family. This is the first time she's going to meet the family to ask for their approval. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes. Um, and he's from an Islamic background. So there's already going to be that. Plus she's older. Um, but anyway, so she's telling Jamal and her mother, this is what I'm going to do. And you can imagine their reaction. I mean, both of them are just like, oh. here we go. What are you doing? Like, really, what are you doing? And she just gets upset and she's, I don't know what you do. You know, I put myself in that position and I'm like, what would you do if your mum is making those type of decisions? I just, I mean. Oh, I'd be very vocal. (laughs) As would I, but you, these women cannot be reasoned with. They cannot be reasoned with. And Jamal was saying, you know, he's an entertainer. 
He knows how to switch it on. He knows how to switch it off. And all Soja Boy wants to do is become famous. So he wants to come to America. He wants to get his outstanding music, Bibgolisa, um, out into the masses and become the next Michael Jackson. So, yeah, um, I'm very excited for her to go to Nigeria, but it's just, it's painful to watch her. And she goes, I trust him completely. Oh. I'll be there for you. That's, a That's it. That's it. There for there you. Bibba girl, Lisa. I'll be there for you. Yeah, I can't remember how it goes. But look, at guys, sure, it's available all over the world. So I say, and I want to also just clear up, like, in real life, I don't like him. I think what he's doing <laughs> is bad. When I say I love him, I say he's so funny to watch on the show because he just gives no fucks he's just like yeah oh, i don't yeah. I, I don't like her because she's hot she's ugly she has yellow teeth but she he's, gave me a ps4 i mean it's, <laughs> it's good you know, listen there has been a lot of uh, instagram accounts that have said look at the sex he's had he'd give him that green card <laughs> <laughs> he put in the work I mean, seriously, like Michael with Angela. I mean, just give him a green card at this point. Seriously. Yeah, Michael deserves. Mm-hmm. So that's them. So um, we're just going to anticipate for next episode, Soldier Boy and Kim Kimbali. I love the way he says it, Kimbali. So cool. Um, they are going to meet up and uh, let's, see, let's, let's see how that goes in Nigeria. I can give you, I can predict it. Not well, bitch. <laughs> How many glasses of wine and How water many? will get thrown How on? How many? Michael. It's just like Michael always always getting stuff thrown at him. I could probably All do right. a good Angela impression with this Ooh, voice. Oh, I'd like a good Angela. Yeah, you need to go and get a pack of Marlboro Reds, though, and shove them down your bra. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Method. Go method. Yeah. So it's Elizabeth and Andre. Uh... Right. First of all, before you get into this, Kate, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. What? Now, we saw Andre and Elizabeth and the whole pothouse clan, which apparently there's like 16 kids or something insane, which I've never got down at how many kids they've actually there are. But anyway, siblings, we met them a couple of seasons ago. Then they were, they've been on TV, our TV for like three years or something. Then... And it's the extended family. It's Elizabeth and her sisters. They played a big role and her brother and the whole pothouse family. Now, straight off the bat, Kate, what is your opinion of her and her family? Oh, fame hungry and desperate for any sort of notoriety. Um, I think it's a lot of scripted situations. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that Libby is the favorite. She's the baby of the family Mm -hmm. and they're incredibly jealous of how much her dad um, gives her and, and bails her out of situations. And the, the, I think the older siblings are really jealous of Libby in a lot of ways. Um, Okay. Okay. I have, I I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about that. Yeah. I agree with a lot of that as well, because guys, this is one as well that you have to go back and watch this whole story because there's been so much. There's a Charlie, the brother who apparently, apparently not confirmed is on a lot of substances, plural, a lot of the time. 
Andre is from Moldova and a big macho man um, that rubs everyone the wrong way. Um, the sisters all hate him. The family hated him. They were com- they they're from Florida, pause, and they go over to Moldova and insult the food, the culture, the people. Just the most ignorant assumptions and comments just filling every stereotype you have about americans traveling it was embarrassing it was awful and um they have been called the bobo white trash floridian kardashian wannabes that's another thing there was there's as i say with the kids right when i really want to go back and get to the bottom of this because the internet like kind of went crazy over this this couple they were very very well known in the 90 day fiance world and they kept getting spin-offs because Libby Elizabeth was, she's one of, I genuinely think there were nine children, which is insane, right? Because they're not like, you know, uh, uh, usually you associate that with like maybe a Mormon faith or something like that. But there's like nine kids and the father, Chuck, is like a real estate kind of developer or flips house or something along those lines. And he was married and they, to uh, Libby's mum, they separated, but the nine kids are all from those two. Anyway, both of them have remarried. And the the main, when you, on when Andre came to America, there was Libby and then her sister, Becky and Jen. Not all the kids are featured. Apparently there's like brothers that want nothing to do with the TLC show. So they're like, oh, yeah, they want nothing to do with that. Smart. Yeah. So then there's Charlie, who is the super angry, horrible, supposedly substance addicted brother. And then there is his wife. Now, they all blew up massive fights, as you can imagine, with 90 Day. Then the last thing we heard is that when they're constantly filming new shows, but all the women that I just mentioned decided to start doing OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Now, Kate, are you familiar with what they were doing on OnlyFans? Not really. Okay, Becky who is one of the sisters. Oh, and this was another thing. They released all the mugshots, nearly all of them, of the nine kids and the father have been arrested for DUIs, drunk and disorderly. It's insane, this family. Like, it is Florida. Um, oh. Becky, I am very attracted to. Becky, I can't stop staring at that woman. And I know they released her mugshot, right? And she looked... She looked like she'd had a big night in it. Let's put it that way, right? And she looks, everyone was like, how is this the same person? Because she had dark hair. Kate's Googling it right now. She had dark hair. She like didn't have the way her mouth is. She didn't like look like she had any lips. And now she's this, I think, extremely attractive, blonde. She's got a really, really distinctive big nose, which I love. And I just find her so attractive. I could watch her constantly on screen like I can't get over her I'm kind of obsessed with that even though she is part of this family but I'm obsessed at looking at her and she did very well first she married a very very well-to-do uh Dutch guy so out of all of them she's got this very good looking you know European husband that is very dapper very sophisticated from Holland and then Libby's got Libby's got Andre Mm. so there's a lot of jealousy anyway they started to all do OnlyFans Becky didn't do OnlyFans Um, the rest of them did so Jen who has two kids two or three kids by the way and is married Charlie's wife did it and Elizabeth did it there's infamous photos of Elizabeth like leaning over looking like ridiculous but the sister Jen 
full on shows her asshole. Like I swear to God, in these OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, you're a mother of like three and you were just on a reality show being like, blood da da proper wife. And there are photos of her like bending over, showing her ass. I'm like, where's your husband? What the fuck are you doing? And then they all got in on it and they all started doing OnlyFans. I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with you people. Are your kids in the next room? Like you did all this just because you were on a TLC show. I, I, hey... I want to see the uh, checks. I want to see the OF checks. Like, You know what? It can't be that good because I don't know if they're still doing them. I don't know. They got blasted on social media for it all. It was just so so random. I was like, why did they all start doing OnlyFans? It was really weird. Anyway, that being said, I'm in love with Becky and Jen and Charlie's wife. They, they did OnlyFans as well. So we see Andre and Elizabeth buying a um new house so i guess there was some only fans money there that's yeah. where and uh elizabeth got some only fans money there and andre starts to say that he you know there's massive fights because he wanted in on chuck's business the whole family worked together da, 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 da. so chuck started mentoring him he's like oh i'm doing really really well really really well in real estate he got his real estate license and he's like and i'm doing very very well everyone's jealous of me they're all jealous about how well we're doing um and he's really close to chuck the father um and elizabeth says she hasn't really seen becky or jen in a while has nothing to do with charlie and his wife because at the wedding charlie got wasted and super horrible and obnoxious um a lot of people didn't want them back, Kate. They said because of stuff that you listed, like they're trying so hard for a spinoff. They're desperately these Bobo, Floridian, Kardashian wannabes. But I'm not going to, I like watching them. So do I. Yeah, I like yeah. watching them. So where are they up to? They bought a house, Kate. What are they doing? Uh, they're having a housewarming party and they have invited. Okay, so we open up uh, the episode the second episode mm-hmm. and Andre is saying I'm surrounding myself with good successful people he's like you can't hang out with he's basically saying you can't hang out with broke losers if you want to be rich and influential mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he has invited his lawyer mm-hmm. immigration, immigration lawyer. lawyer immigration yep. lawyer um, one a, a couple of like Chuck, the dad's associates, real estate associates, yeah. mortgage lenders, yeah, uh-huh. and um, God knows who else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's probably about like ten people there, and then the family, mm-hmm. and they've got a really big, brand new house. Mm-hmm. It seemed humongous. I don't know. And so everyone's arriving. The sisters are immediately squinting their eyes, like what's going on here who are these people oh, yeah. he only wants to be around people he can get things from mm. and um so then we find out that elizabeth libby has a new venture that she is exploring herself what was that pauline <clears throat> so you know, there's a lot of tropes with reality TV stars that Kate and I deeply appreciate. And our, I will say we're experts on from from studying the housewives for, for over a decade. Absolutely. One of them is starting singing careers in your 30s. Now, look, is there is nothing that Hollywood and the entertainment industry loves more than a 30-something-year-old woman starting a singing career 
that has a background in reality TV. I mean, we all know the success stories, obviously. So when I heard that, I thought, this is a dream. This is a dream. Now, we did know from previous seasons that Libby had had, like, an acting background. She'd done some, like, I think it actually be, like, Christian, like, movies or something but she'd done some stuff right obviously no way as big as what kate and i've done because kate and i are like really really professional actors libby I mean, wishes she yeah she career. wishes oh, yeah. god check out our imdbs or don't um <laughs> so, <laughs> so um i was on sex sent me to the er so don't be jealous everyone um so then she says she's starting a singing career and i'm like this is beautiful but the way it came about is like um Andre was like, yes, uh, we have, I can't do his accent, we have another room and it's going to be a studio where she can sing. And Chuck's like, you're a singer now. And she's like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to be a singer. And the mother's like, oh, you were always such a great singer, dancing and walking around the house and stuff like that, singing all the time. You always wanted to. And so then it goes into this party and she's taking people around the house. And there's a woman there that is a professional singer and gets paid to sing and in whatever capacity and so they go upstairs and there's a keyboard in there and she's like yeah i'm gonna sing she's very proud so i'm gonna sing and she goes okay give us a couple of notes of course she doesn't just like the house oh i haven't i haven't warmed up that was great that was great i don't i i don't i'm not warmed up she's like backing into the corner yeah i'm not warmed up i i i don't really like being put on the spot um and the woman this woman was serving such a such a great caddy confessional she's like well you know i'm a professional and if you're a professional singer someone says sing you sing sing yeah and she so she didn't sing at all but guys i will advise all of you to go onto instagram and do the hashtag libby or whatever 90 day because there are videos of her and she's like lip syncing to like audio, like um the uh what is it uh, auto tune stuff. It's um mate, you've got to go and see it. So now I'm going to give her. I'm actually going to give some props here, Kate, and I'm going to see if you agree with me. Okay. As I say, all these reality stars, we can go back to Kim Zolciak, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We can go to Danielle Staub when she was a lesbian for two minutes and you know did her duet. We can go to Melissa Gorga on display, on display. We can go through them all. There is a lot. Good as gold. Good, good as gold. gold. Um, <laughs> I really can't. I could really talk about it for a long time. But she does something that I'm actually get, like, okay, you're, this is okay. She says, well, they, she was, the woman was like, well, what kind of genre are you thinking? Or what are you doing with music career? She goes, I actually want to sing like nursery rhymes for kids. I actually thought it was a good idea. Yeah, she could be like the reality TV Wiggles, you know, like. So for once, we actually have someone that's not saying I'm going to be a pop star. I've decided I'm 35, I'm pregnant with my second kid and I'm going to be a pop star. You know, it was like, yes, actually, it's a really good idea. You could do videos with your daughter. And if you can hold a tune, you sing nursery rhymes. Perfect. So I was like, good for you. I actually think that's genuinely a good idea. I completely agree. As soon as she said it, I sat there and I was like, she said something about YouTube. I was like. Yeah, she should just be yeah. a mommy YouTuber and right. she ha- and she comes out with these songs and the kids watch the videos. I was like, I can actually see this happening. Yep, exactly. So, but of course, everyone took the piss out of her. But um, yes. so we see, then they Haters. carry on. They're so bad. And then um, the party's kind of winding down. And Kate, I would, I would be... I'm not hastened to guess. I will guess. I will say that mother had had a lot to drink. That mother had had a few tipples. She's toasty. Yes. 
So she starts on about Charlie. Why aren't you guys, you know, you need to accept Charlie for how he is. It is an enabler if I'd ever seen one in a It's the mother protecting the son because he's a raging alcoholic and does nothing about it and expects everyone to coddle him. Trust me, I know what it is exactly. So it's, and they're just going, no, he's a terrible person. He does terrible things and no, he needs to go and get help. And the mother's like, oh, come on. She's like half drunk, like, come on, like all this. So Andre is, sorry, Andre is just full on. Like he's such a prick. There's, there's parts of things that you go, okay, your intention is good. Your delivery is terrible, but the majority of it is just all terrible. But this, his intention was somewhat, okay, he's just like, no, he has to sort his shit out. He's not coming around my house. He's not coming around my daughter. And if you're going to defend her, him, you're not going to, you're going to be in that category too. I, I was kind of cracking up with how it was all phrased because she's like, come on, you and Charlie just need to bury the hatchet. Oh, and he's God. like, until he sorts out his own problems, there will be nothing with a hatchet. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I think he he comes off really harsh because of the tone of his voice, and um, I I think I agree. Like a lot of the times, the content of what he's saying, I'm like, yeah, you have good points, but your delivery Mm -hmm. is so bad. Yeah, but um, it was interesting because this was one of the first times that we've ever seen them agree with Andre like for Andre yes. and the sisters to be on the same page I was like oh things must be bad with brother Charlie I think a lot of shit went down and they discovered really how bad he was because there's been a yeah. lot of rumors online none of which I'll repeat but there's just been a lot of stuff about him not in a very very good place at all yeah um so we kind of end it with them a massive fight and yeah like I say Kate I'm glad they're back I'm glad yeah, I think we have kind of an unpopular opinion with that. I feel like yep. a lot of people are very sick of them. They are. Mm-hmm. But I I'm entertained still yep. somehow. Oh, I've I've written down what they what they've been called in the past. Walmart Kardashians. That's what they were called. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. I just want to add Floridian on the on the beginning of it. Floridian Walmart Kardashians. Yeah. It's apropos. It's fine. It's good. That's great. Who have we got next, Kate? All right, let's see. Okay, so we did. Da, 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 da. We have, oh, Yara and Jovi? Yes. Now, this is interesting. Tell me your thoughts, Kate. I hate Jovi. I think they hate each other. They don't want to be together. Jovi tells us, Jovi tells us in one of the first scenes, if it weren't for Mila, we probably wouldn't even be together. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's evident. He, the thing that bothers me about him is he's one of these guys, these young guys that becomes a father who then acts like he's doing some oh, sort of big favor by being a dad. Like yeah. he's one of these guys that's like, I was babysitting my yep, Thank you. That's Kate. You hit the nail on the head. I wrote down one quote of his. He said, I was in last night playing dad. I wrote that down too. You I are a dad. You are a dad now. And he is literally spends episode two talking about strip clubs. Grow the fuck up. You just grow up. You you really genuinely think that you want to go and spend a Saturday night on Bourbon Street going to strip clubs, getting wasted, losing your phone, losing your wallet. 
that's how you want to spend your Friday nights. And I'm always shocked. He has a very, very good job. And I always forget that. He works in underwater robotics, which sounds so highfalutin and very, very, I, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but so he goes, you know, he's traveled the world. This isn't like a, a guy from a podunk town that never did anything. He's got a good job. He's traveled the world. He's been all across Europe. He go, he works one month, goes off for one month and just travels. And he had a fantastic setup in life, met Yara, who just is, just seems like such a wonderful woman. You want to be around her. And of course, to be superficial, she's drop dead gorgeous. Just, just naturally, these big eyes, this little note that she's just gorgeous. And she is a phenomenal mother. You can tell that as a viewer watching half an hour of her. Yes. She is a doting. That child is number one. The child is always pristine. It's happy. It's a, And she has been left alone for months on end looking after that child on her own in a country where she doesn't even have a driver's license. I, I mean, mean, and this guy, the whole, so we, we kind of meet them again. And Kate, as you say, that was one of the first things Jovi said. And Jovi's still working one month on, one month off. Um, and we start seeing her getting ready to go out for a night out. Because guess what? You can be a mother and still have friends and go out and drink <gasps> and have a fun time, believe it or not. What? what? I know, I know. And have a hot smoking body. You can, guess what? You're allowed. So um, she's getting ready and she just looks like she's, oh, she's just so gorgeous. Um, and she's kissing her baby and you can tell she really doesn't want to leave her, but she's like, oh no, it's good. I want to go out. And it's really healthy and really important for her to go out. Jovi's already on the edge on the edge he's like i've you know i've been working all day and i come home and i'm looking after or as you say babysitting my own child and you think really what he was on and then he says things like i want us to be together or i want us to have a night as a family and i think oh so you start thinking well okay maybe he's a, maybe once more of that and the three of them together but he's just utterly, and I think he says it as well, he's just jealous because he wants to go out and party. Now, look, I'm not saying that mums and dads don't absolutely have that need and still feel, because she's she's only 27 and he's only 31, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for some people listening, that may be like old or whatever, or old to have kids or whatever, but uh, for Jovi, but no, at 31, yeah, I don't blame him. He still wants to go out with his mates and drink and shit talk, do whatever he does. The whole stuff about strip clubs is just lame. It's just pathetic. It's like, so you really want to go. You have a gorgeous wife at home who you've made a commitment to, by the way. You're married. And you want to go and take the money that you earn that can be for yourself, can be for your wife, your child's college fund, whatever, or a great holiday somewhere. You want to go and throw it at women because you want to see some tits? Like, I'm... Uh, I've I've been to strip clubs. I was younger when I did it. I enjoyed it. It was fun, whatever. I think strippers work so hard, or dancers, I should say, work so, so hard. It is not an easy job and they should get money thrown at them. But I don't understand these men that go, I want to be a husband. I want to be a good father. But I also want to go out and just look at tits all night and throw money at women. I don't, I, I don't get it, Kate. Well, never forget the last time we saw them, their relationship shocker wasn't doing so great and he because he goes oh you change you used to be so yeah. fun y- oh. yara you used to be so fun now you're so boring and she's like yeah because i'm a mother mm-hmm. i have a I have a baby at home yeah i'm not going out every night and doing fucking body shots and whatever 
And but but she goes, okay, you're right. You know, we do. Yeah. We do still need to have fun. Yeah. And so she humors him and goes out with him, and he takes her to a strip club. I think it's on her birthday, if I remember right. Maybe not. Oh. But and they're sitting there, and he, as soon as they went in there, he did not even look at her anymore and he's just got his like mouth hanging open and he's like throwing money at this stripper, oh, yeah. at this dancer and she is like really not into it and um she does slap him but she mm-hmm. leaves and that's that's yara like she's trying so 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 for him to then be all up in arms because she has girlfriends she wants to go out with for oh. a couple hours this is, I mean, the woman can't win because Kate, if she was like, yep, let's go out and party, right? If she said to Jovi, someone will look after Myla, you and I, let's go and get fucked up at a club and go crazy. He, there'd be a massive fight because men would be all over her and he'd be like, you don't behave like that now, you're a mother. I can guarantee you that type of man would say stuff like that to her. So she can't win. She cannot win. And then he has the audacity to criticize her no. breasts. no. I, I, I can't imagine what it's like to have a child, have a human being grow in you. Let's just remember what it is. There's a human being growing in you that you then push out of your body that then suckles on you for months on end. And your body completely changes from what it was 10 months previously. And to have that, to have your hormones all over the place because you've given birth to have your husband not even there and for him to then turn around and critique your body and he, he said something in this interview Kate yeah she, she's doing really well because she has been working at the gym really really hard I'm so glad that you're so happy that she can be a skinny mini for you because that's what's important, Kate. Remember, we all have to be thin. We all have to look unbelievable all the time. He's got a complete beer belly, which he says, I've gained a load of weight. No, it doesn't matter though, because he's a man. So it doesn't he, matter, Kate. He looks like a thumb and she is like a model. And even if. Okay. <sighs> the thing is, she she looks incredible. Like, oh, unbelievable. <sighs> And so even, if she did, even, even if she had 50 pounds on her, Kate, she, she was... just, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. She just gave birth to a child. She gave you a child. Exactly. Like, oh. So they go, okay. So they're episode two. They go to a winery and they're just, they just seem so unhappy. They're always arguing. Oh, no. So they're in the car. They have Milo with them. They're going to a winery. Okay. We're going to have a date. And he just complains about literally everything. He's like, oh well it used to be we could just go out and have fun now it's like oh we're gonna go there for an hour and then we gotta go home and take care of the baby and go to bed he whines and whines and whines and um meanwhile her family's in ukraine and uh, so she has no support system and I would also like to add in the first episode, we met some friends of hers when she went out on this night out, which by the way, he oh. guilt tripped her completely before she went out. It was appalling. Oh, you're going out, are you? Oh, you're... she's crying, Kate. Yeah. And he's still on at her, pecking at her, pecking at her, and she leaves. Now, we can get into the friends, but one thing, the friends are terrible. I mean, they're awful. They're, they're not good people, what they're saying to her and how they critique her, her husband. But one of them 
I don't know if you caught the name, Kate. One of them was called Symphony, but it was spelled C-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y, Symphony. So um, if anyone's mm. pregnant out there and looking for some uh, name suggestions, you you could you could try Symphony with a, with with a C. So how are the friends, Kate? The friends are these good time gals. They have their fake boobies. They have their oh, Botox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Botox. And they're like, let's face it, Yara, you're way out of his league. I mean, look, it's I understand the sentiments behind it, but they would just but they would just like, you know, he's not even cute. You can't say stuff like that. That was very that was very uncomfortable and rude. You don't you don't say things like that. Yeah, that was rude. So it was watching them. It was a combination of me being so annoyed with Jovi that I was like, Yeah, fuck Jovi, but also being like, they can't they shouldn't be saying all of this. Um and he knows that they feel that way. And that's yeah. that's his other thing. Like, don't go hang out with those girls. They're a bad influence. Um, so they basically just have these drinks where they're shitting on Jovi. I know. I and know. then um, so that that's episode that's in episode one. Episode mm-hmm. two, the they're at the winery and they're talking. She brings up her body and they're talking about her breasts. She wants to get her breasts done and augmented. And um then they're talking we are introduced to this other storyline this other conflict is that they have not spoken with his mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. for what was it six months or so yeah, or several Gwen. months yeah and we all really liked her she was a very sensible cool mom she was like listen she's number one now Joby. you know i come number two your wife is number one you know she was like the parent the the mother-in-law everyone wants to have mm-hmm. and she had been helping and maybe you can make this more clear for me. I was a little unclear on what exactly went down. It sounds like Yara made a comment about how in her culture, the, the moms come over without you even asking and they're helping with the baby a lot. And I think Yara made some sort of comment that rubbed her the wrong way. I think that's what it was. They kind of alluded to her saying something like that, that if my mother was here, she'd be here all the time. Let's not forget that I think Gwen, um, her mother-in-law, was there a lot looking after Myla. But I think that, you know, she obviously has her own life and Mm -hmm. she lives three hours away from them. So I think um, what built up is probably she was going over or being asked to babysit or help out. And Yara was upset that she even had to ask her. And Gwen was upset because she was probably felt like she was being taken advantage of. But what she did is that I think is completely unforgivable is Jovi went away for a month to work and Gwen never once went to go and see Yara and Myla, that baby. They were sat in that house alone without a car, without a driver's license, without anything. And that mother didn't even come to see her once or her grandchild once. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And we see a preview and Mm. she's saying, yeah, I like being a grandma, but I I don't want to be a babysitter. And it's just like in many of these circumstances, a cultural clash. And Mm I I just, I have so much sympathy for Yara. I think she- Oh, I know. I know she's- And remember- once again, she's 27. She's in a country that she speaks fluent English, but she's in a country that is not her homeland. She doesn't have family. She has very few friends. And her husband's away all the time. I mean, give her a break, dude. She's just isolated a lot of yeah. the time. And... Well, we love so, you, Yara. Yeah, we we want to be friends you. with you. We love you. Okay. 
Um, la- I think we have one last couple, right, Kate? Who's that? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Big Ed. We have Big Ed, Kate. That's right. Very intrigued. Um, well, very intrigued isn't the right word. Surprised that they brought him back, Kate. Me too. Lots of controversy with him. A lot. I was never expecting to see this guy on TV again. But they know that that Liz and him together are so, I don't use the word toxic. They're just, they're chaotic. They're chaotic. What I've realized when we see the previews, and it was hinted at before in um, their long saga of their relationship, there's a lot of drinking going on there. There is a lot of drinking, I think. They hinted at it before that, oh, well, you were drunk and you were drunk. And then you see previews and they're both like wasted arguing. And I think that has a lot to do with both of those two. That makes a lot of sense. And you can kind of see it in his face, the redness and the glassy. And her as well. Her as well. She's always had a drink in her. Um, so Ed, Big Ed and Liz, I mean, guys, if you don't know who Big Ed is, you've got to go Google. There's a big story with those two. I was shocked because, well, Ed is 51. Um, Liz, I'd forgotten her age. She's not even 30. She's not even 30 years old. I know. She was a waitress that was like forced to go on a date with him and they ended up like being in love, question mark. It's all really, their whole story is really odd, guys. If you don't know it, go and watch it. If you do, you know what we're talking about. Listen, well, it, listen to our episode about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Go to our tender loving care, question mark, and listen to our episode about those two because it doesn't make sense. They're having sex, even though she's not attracted to him. Then she is attracted to him. Then they break up and she's heartbroken that they broke up. And you're like, but I didn't even like him then he cheats on her or says these derogatory things and she records it then she releases it and just goes on and on and on he used to live with his mum the mum isn't there the mum isn't talking to them um and she's an 87 year old woman who says you know you chose Liz over me and his daughter won't speak to who's younger than Liz won't speak who's older than Liz won't speak to him it's my question is this Kate we don't need to go into too much because everybody I'm sure has listened to this knows who Ed and Liz are what do you think? What well, I can't work out is, or well, everyone hates Liz, okay? What is she gaining from this, though, Kate? Being on TV. But on a reality, I mean, there's no money. It's not like it's big money or... But attention, mean, getting attention. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand this at all, Kate. I really I think, don't. I think that they're caught up in a codependent alcohol fuel yeah yeah that's true web of chaos yeah i i don't know she says she likes how her, she says that he's so good with her kid and i'm i'm like i, is, I just is he i i yeah because i forget she's got a child as well right i don't understand them i don't understand why i think there's more that we don't know that's there's like, a that's, lot there's a lot that we don't know. I think that's what's going on. And I and I think it's going to be revealed. We've got clips, guys, in the future of their engagement party. And she is wasted, screaming at him, I'm not going to marry you. And this was at the engagement party. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And everyone, I mean, he has completely driven everyone in his life away. The fact that him and his mom aren't talking him and his mom are so close and she's an angel she's so nice and 
his friend, we see him meet with his friend of his best friend of 16 years at a at a park bench in the middle of the night. It was really odd. TLC, I don't know what. Jeff the PA was, I don't know what he was thinking that day. Me neither. So um his friend is trying to reason with him. Everyone is shocked that they're back together. They go to a venue with two of Liz's friends and they're telling us they're like yeah, we were really happy when they ended things. And then we just get this call that they're engaged. And yeah, I, so. I can't figure her out. I kind of can get what, what he's getting out of it. I just can't figure her out at all. I really can't. It's, it's strange. I got it. And that's all our couples, right, Kate? Yep, that's everyone. Okay. So guys, listen, we have just, and this is, this is probably a little bit longer than um every episode on Monday is going to be, but because we, we're going to be, obviously watching it Sunday, recording straight away and then getting out Monday. So we did two episodes this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Kate and I are in on it. We are deep. We're happy with the couples, right, Kate? Yeah. It, and the preview mm-hmm. looks pretty oh, explosive. Good. I mean, it looks good. Listen, I think we're going to get a lot out of this, guys. So I'm excited about it. Kate's excited about it. I think it's going to be good. So follow us every Monday. Make sure you are listening to us for this. Um, don't forget about our Patreon. And then also, you know, we're just going to go ahead, of course, and plug our social media, Instagram and TikTok, Tender Loving Care Pod. Twitter is TLC Potty. And email us. You can always email us just to reach out, say hello, tell us where you're listening from, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. All right. So you've listened to this. So then go over to Patreon right now. Put up the five bucks, just a cup of coffee, just a cup of coffee. And then you get to listen to us all month long. Every Monday, you'll get two shows from us. And then on Tuesday, you're going to get another one. So you get us twice on a Monday, once on a Tuesday. Outstanding. If I say so for the both of us, Kate. You're welcome. All right. So, oh, sorry, Kate, did I just interrupt you? Oh, 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 plug okay. in my Etsy store. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't know if we were going to go. Let's go for it. Kate, I heard you had a plug. <laughs> we plug so much shit. Sometimes like, should we stop? And then I realize, eh, no. Kate, I heard you had a, I heard somebody told me that you have an Etsy store. Oh, will you tell me more about it? <laughs> Why not? Since you asked, my store is called Kate Marie Art Co. Go check it out on Etsy. Um, it's pop culture, drag queens, um, LGBTQIA plus pride, all kinds of fun things. So go check that out. I'm on Instagram and TikTok as well. And so, wait, don't you also have a store? I forgot. <gasps> Tell me. You know what, Kate? I do. I do. That oh. I completely forgotten. Thank you for bringing it up. Yes, I have a um, Etsy store. It is called A Brit in the Sun. You can find all of the links on my Instagram page, A Brit in the Sun, B-R-I-T. It started off with a ton of housewife stuff, real housewives, Bravo. I have bags, candles, sweaters, T-shirts, everything that you are going to need for BravoCon. BravoCon is coming up. We have mere weeks, people, before it is upon us. So get your stuff ready for Bravo, uh, BravoCon. Also, I have stuff in there for Halloween. So I've got some kind of retro stuff going on there for Halloween. T-shirts, hoodies, really cool stuff that you can wear to a Halloween party if you can't be asked to get a costume. So go and find me. My Instagram is a Brit in the sun. Kate, we got to rush now because we've got to go and watch 90 Day Fiance UK. We've got to take our notes and then we've got to get back on here, Kate. We've got to record for the listeners. We've got to get it up on our Patreon. So everyone, we need to go. 
but check out everything in the show notes. We have all of our links there. Tell somebody, anyone about the potty. And thank you so much for listening. We will chat next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.